You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm joined by Chris and John. All right, guys? Hello. Evening. All right, we're, we're officially in the, the business end of the season just now. Hey. I'm maybe two weeks late because I think it was Sports Scene mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but I've been looking forward to saying that for quite a while because I don't know really what it means. The season but, finished a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Just a yeah. lot of nonsense fits was getting played now. Uh, you could say that. There was, I was watching Sports Scene and I got about halfway through and I thought, oh, that's all the excitement over. <laughs> um, but no, watch, uh, maybe that's just me. No, I did the same thing. Aye, uh, it's a shame. I mean, you can't have that every season. You look down down south in Chelsea, for example. Their, their season was over a, a couple of weeks back as well. So you can't always be exciting right to the last minute. Aye, uh, so we had a terrible charity bet at the, the weekend. I just, I don't know. I, I think I blame you, Chris, for that. I'd See you when you back. I could, I could even... I will there is that, but I couldn't even get the day right when I was tweeting about it on Saturday. I'm going, oh, we've still got the first goal scorer about to come later on. I was expecting it to be the game was actually on Sunday. Well, we still, to be fair, it was still later on. It just was about 24 hours later. So, Aye. Aye. You, know, you never said later on today, did you? Did you? I might have done. Aye, I we were close. We were close with that. He finished scored second. When he fell, yeah, he did score. It, I, I did actually read it on uh, the, the Sky Sports app. Uh, and it was assist by Liam Buchanan. Went, no, so close. Aye, that's a no points for an assist, though. Nope. No what? Aye, so we had Motherwell and Partick Thistle. And Motherwell are just, were just <sighs> rubbish. Thistle had gubbed it long before Motherwell screwed up. The, with the Thistle, you could just tell with the Thistle game that there was one team that was playing for something and one team that were thinking about the holidays. Aye. Uh, it was exciting, no? It was exciting to to be a bystander and watch the the results come in. Yeah, I know that there's a chance that Rangers plays one of them, but, but I still see myself as a neutral. I, I didn't really have any preference as to to who went down, but if well, who went who goes into the playoff place? But if you're like Motherwell and you can't beat St Mirren, then you're in trouble. Aye, pretty much. Although St Mirren seem to be having this sort of doing it now that it doesn't matter kind of run yes yeah. too little too late might stand about good stead for that season though or right. look it does Hearts they'll just change their team uh, Hearts were doing it a lot of the, uh, for a lot of the second half of the season for what I remember yeah, yep. yeah. uh, this this team are rubbish they'll be changed quite a bit next season I thought as well of a new manager I wouldn't would be surprised because I don't think um, Gary T will get a job properly He's applying for it, but he's already said he doesn't think he should have to apply for the job he's been doing, which is never a good way to go into the job. Yes, yeah. Who did you mention, John? For any surprise, we have Stephen Thompson got it. Do you think so? Similar to the same mistakes he made last season, just by applying for my son. They might make make him a player manager or Goodwin, either of them. Who any surprise in terms of cutting costs? And Goodwin is obviously more likely. They're going to need to cut costs in terms of getting relegated. So, oh, good. I'll be heading for League One at us. What's that? I'll be heading for League One at us. Ah, you don't want to go down. That's for sure. Not with the the quality that's down there. Potentially, 
Rangers, Queen of South and Hibs down there next and season. Well, and Falkirk, don't forget again. them, aye. aye. Well, they're coming up, that'll be a bad thing for something. Because it's uh, not local rivals, obviously. Quite a good thing. Yeah, let's put, that'll maybe make up a wee bit. At least they'll have oh, a couple boost of... Booster attendance, maybe. Aye. Aye, so we had playoffs during the week. And at the weekend, they, they concluded, apart from the, the Premiership playoff, that's, that's still long going. But as we mentioned prior to the podcast starting, it's really, the results were pretty boring. Doug's Chance uh, playoffs. I'm not calling them promotion playoffs anymore. Doug's Chance playoffs. Up. Is that the first Just mode? as you were. That's it. Is that us? Time for the first mode of the podcast this week. Definitely. James, I'll start the playoffs. Or... <sighs> I, th- I really did think Forfa were going to come up because at least Forfa were three one up for the first leg. But no, they banned that up. Aye, that's exciting though. The the way that match uh, turned out, but. Aye, just the way that right from the bottom to the top, they just managed to to stay up. That's it. That's just boring. Aloha, Stenhouse moving and Montrose all second chance and they managed to save themselves. Well, Montrose turned it around as well against Brora. Nothing to 10 men. Of course, people are saying, oh, did Brora mean it? Because he never went to come up in the first place. They were leading that tie, went down to 10 men and lost two late goals. I don't think so. I think it was just... Like the two goals came after I send it off. I mean, it's not as if that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I wonder whether Motherwell will make it four, four out of four. I hope not. <laughs> I agree one. with you, Chris. Even it depends if... who's in the playoff. I don't, I well, don't care. I, I'm, I'm, I hate these dog chance of, I know uh, I do. options in the playoffs. They just shouldn't be happen. And I'm not, I'm not going to go against that. I hate that more than I hate. Rangers, that's what I'm going to get. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, even if uh, Hibs beat Rangers, I want uh, Hibs to come up. Then, yeah, yeah oh, I, I think Hibs would deserve to go up because uh, I've liked them this season. I don't like them a lot. I don't. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not special like that. But I think the, I think they've been good. Fans are special. Aye, but I would. I'd be happy for them to go up because from what I've seen from Motherwell. I seen one of the goals. It, no, no, no. It wasn't even a goal. Alan Gow's miss. Defence. <laughs> what was going on there? They ran into oh, each other. It was a comedy oh, moment. It was pathetic, wasn't it? Aye, but that was a miss. I forgot about that. See what we're going to talk about that game, actually. Gow went off injured thanks to a shocking challenge from McManus where he just kind of ran into him. And he got booked for that. And then later on in the same game, they send off Scott McDonald for uh, backing into a guy with his arm up. Aye, that's never it, a red card. Even throw an elbow at me, just backed into him. And somehow that's been given as a red card. Apparently, that, that could get my two-match ban because it's violent conduct. It'll actually get my third match on top of that because it'll take him over to his disciplinary points. So, uh, they've appealed it. They've appealed it, but then we've seen in an appeal a couple of weeks ago that uh, Barry Robson, which for another one, which was never, ever a clear-cut violent conduct situation, get thrown it. See, I think that if you're looking at it and trying to decide whether it's a red card, I think that there's a couple of things that go against him. First, he did look behind him to see where the player was and also he had his, his arm up. And I think that he didn't intend to elbow him, but I think he intended to, to use his arm to, to hold him off. So I think that goes against him. I don't think it's a red card at all. I don't think there was any intent to hurt him. He done what what, he, what any of us would have done if the ball's coming in, you're having to kind of back. You'd turn round to look. You'd have a wee glance. You'd see who's there. If you were a, a professional footballer, I don't know if I would do it, but your arm would be up just basically to 
to shield them, to, to uh, get them to, to keep away from you, to just to give yourself a wee bit of a chance. I don't think there was a a jab. There was no jab. There was no elbow. I don't think it's a red card. I think he'll win his appeal quite easily. I'm no better than anyone in our appeal, to be honest. Not, not after the Barry Robson one, because I thought the Barry Robson one was clear cut. There was a, a few questionable. There was a few questionable decisions at the weekend. Philip Kiss. I'm still trying to figure out what he was sent off for. Don't I know. don't know what he did because the yeah. camera didn't show it. They and tried then, to they, they tried to show a replay and then it was just kind of nothing in it at all. And then maybe should Josh McGuinness have been sent off? Yes, yes. Did, did you see what I seen that? Definitely. Did, you, did yeah. you think Craig Levine and Graham Hogg? Mm, well, two guys no, that, 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 that was a proper. That was a proper. That was a proper fight. <laughs> the thing with McGuinness and Hi, it was a bit. It should certainly be booked because it was definitely coming together. But I don't think it was a proper head. But it was more a kind of. Well, it was violent, so he has to go off. Aye, I think so. I think it's a red card. And I think yeah, that I don't think there's room for manoeuvre at all. But um, that, wasn't, it, that, wasn't, that wasn't the only dodgy decision in that game either, because um, the first goal came for a penalty for a foul that was clearly outside the box. Oh, aye, aye, that <laughs> was, I wasn't even close to being in the box. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't know what was going on there, because he, normally you look back at those and you say, is that a few centimetres out? No, that was just, no, wasn't even it was close. just well out. Yeah. yeah. My, my other, other favourite decision was uh, Pat Nevin deciding that yes, the uh, first Inverness goal clearly did cross the line. Did see it, did see <laughs> how, the how did you know? Because I looked at both the <laughs> camera angles and couldn't tell at all. <laughs> see, in terms of Pat Nevin, did you hear Jonathan Sutherland? Uh, just I know it's a different, still a different subject, but asking him last night where Aberdeen to strengthen that summer, in the summer, mm. and then he just no. didn't answer. He didn't. Was, Aye, that's because nobody wants bizarre. to talk about Aberdeen, John. That's what it is. Nobody wants to talk about strengthening. Aye, Pat Nevin does they like talking about Aberdeen. I'll be honest, I sat and watched sports scene and fast forward last night. I just watched the games, skipped most of the talking and still managed to hear something where Pat Nevin annoyed me. Because uh, <laughs> I thought it was alright. No, he thought it was a goal. Yeah. Um, he thought it was a right decision. Huh. He, was, he was quite clear that he'd said that he thought it was a right decision. I still... I, I can't tell because the camera angle... There's two camera angles, the regular TV camera angle and the one behind the goal. Neither of which tell you whether the ball crossed the line or not. I will agree with him, though. It was a good save. In fact, no. I, I, you know was, what? It, it was a good save. I did not win in. Was that Robbie Muirhead save? <laughs> aye. Aye. From Josh Meekins as well. Yeah, funny enough. Meekins handball. Aye. When was the last time I mentioned that? <laughs> Nevin also thought that McGuinness was allowed to headbutt teammates. He was uh, fine. Uh, did he? Well, it's Jamie Hamill, so maybe. Oh, that's all right. That is Jamie Hamill, fair enough. <laughs> that's just. Pal- they were all pals later on, anyway. Aye. So you wouldn't be after you've won 4 1. Aye. After seven losses in the bounce. Maybe, maybe that's what Kiss got sent off for in the Ross County game. <laughs> just being called Kiss. Well, that's clearly, clearly headbutt off. See, it's not often you, you see anything happen uh, while the ball's out of play because the, the corner kick hadn't been taken. Yeah, because he's So you it. see, let's say, shoving, but obviously he's he's been done for violent conduct, which i never seen. i, I never seen any of the replays. I'm just surprised that sports, you know, actually showed us the McGuinness Harbour incident. Usually they've got a habit of missing these turns. <laughs> oh, I've seen a, a really good still. It was in uh, the sun and it was just Hamill's nose, just squashed. <laughs> and it just made it look a million times worse than it was uh, it looked a real sore one and yet Hamill wasn't even that bothered he was really annoyed before it and then it happened and then he just kind of went away and he was just like mumbling under the breath it was, it was strange I don't know if he thought oh wait a minute could get him sent off so maybe just chill out a bit I was thinking was it uh, Boyer and Dyer was another fight 
when they played for oh, Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, Newcastle. Oh, I seem to remember that one. And also that Blackburn as well, Graham Lasseau and someone. Maybe Paul Warhurst or something. But in Champions League I think I think we've all argued with teammates. I know I have, I have when somebody's oh, yeah. critical yeah. of something I do and, I'm, and I've <laughs> tried to tell them that they're wrong and I'm right. Uh, but I've never never gotten a, a push and a shove. I get thrown at a team once for us. <laughs> what did you do? I was playing left back and uh, the manager was a player manager and playing centre back and he was mumping right. at me for letting the ball bounce as a defender. Like, that's fair enough. I mean, right. I could, I could, I could, I could understand what he's complaining about. But um, at this this particular incident, I thought the ball was too far away for me to get anywhere near the head before it bounced. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I, I had to wait in the bench, and then he let me have it. Mm-hmm. I let him have it back. He shoved me off, and I never played for him again. Oh no, that's <laughs> not right. That's not right. No, nah, to be he was right. To this day, I still get slagged off for it. <laughs> People occasionally go, "Don't let it bounce." I've got. There's uh, a reference to that incident. I, I kind of manage an eleven side team for maybe three or four games a year. Uh, I used to play for them because, uh, but I'm since injured. And I've been injured for a while, but uh, as manager, I need to substitute players. It's funny the abuse I get from my own players when I substitute them because they just don't like it at all. And then you give them five minutes and they'll be fine. But see, especially if I shout to somebody and say, you've got five minutes and then you're coming off, oh, they don't like it. It's, it's good though. It's all friendly, friendly banter. So any other games that you wanted to mention from the, the bottom? Really? No, no, table. We've kind of mentioned them. The fact that Millwall lost and both Cross County and Kilmarnock uh, won means that Millwall consigned to that 11th spot. So that's done. So BT Sport have been vindicated in their decision. Despite the fact they, went, they, they took it early, they took a gamble. That means that there is yep. no meaningful game in the bottom six next week. So there's no point showing any. So actually, the, the, because of the results... Foresight? Um, Are you saying they've got I, foresight? Well, I'm a bit, the Dundee Derby is one of the, the, the most important games in the league next week. Because Dundee United, they do need St Johnson to drop points. But if St Johnson drop in and Dundee United can beat Dundee, they'll take fourth spot, which is, could be important if Inverness win the cup. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's always a chance St Johnson will drop points because they're playing Aberdeen next week and they're at Pudodre, so that could make it more difficult as well. Aye, but Aberdeen will be resting players so to Aye. save them from a suspension that season. They but did that at the weekend. So wait and see. But they still managed to get a draw at the weekend. Last gasp. They Equalizer did. against Dundee for the second time this season, from what I remember. Scott Brown causing havoc in the box once again. I know, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> no his own box, though, the opposite he, box. He, I think he was the closest guy to Adam Rooney when he scored. Aye. <laughs> well, no defender went near him, which was a bit of a, a schoolboy error. Aye, well, that's the problem then. Who marks them? That's, he's just a totally free man. That's, that's why I like it. But it, Pat Nevin last season sports scene was, was basically saying that they should never do it. Can't remember. I'm sure somebody on sports scene was saying you should never never send a keeper up. But maybe sometimes it causes mayhem in the box. Aye, it's, it's I, confusing. Possibly did in that game. So uh, no fair play to Aberdeen. I say that's the second time this season they've got a, a late equaliser against Dundee because they were three two down. Was it Petardy? Uh, Ryan Jack. Three one down at one point. For what I remember, and they got it back to three each right at the end. So uh, it's, it's, I, I keep saying that you've been your bogey team this season apart from us because we're better <laughs> you, you're the official bogey team Dundee are just uh, see I, I, reckon, I reckon Celtic were your rivals and Dundee were your bogey team just like Inverness were our bogey team and I believe we're our rivals 
Aye, should mention Roy Aberdeen though in terms of player. They've obviously announced early, but players are going in terms of at the end of the season. So Shaughnessy, Robertson, they've both been told to leave. Driver, who signed for us and then I think appeared once or twice, he's no right. staying. Uh, some of the under twenty development squad that won the title, Craig Murray, he'd been on loan at AR. Uh, Kieran Rob, Kieran Gibbons, who was a captain, he's going as well. Manus is away. He's going down south. Fleetwood, aye. Yeah. Fleetwood McManus. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen offered him a new deal, but he decided not to stay, probably because he's he's not going to be f- first choice. So. Did, did you just make a Declan McManus joke about music that didn't involve him calling him Elvis Costello? Did you say Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood, Fleetwood McManus, aye. <laughs> uh, so that's his dreams. Dreams have come true, going to Fleetwood. Oh. Um, so Donovan, da- Donovan Daniels is returning to West Brom. So only senior player that got offered a new deal is Barry Robson. And on ah, he's on a pittance. So I think he's getting paid a pound a week. Well, that's all right. That'll pay for his fines for red cards. Um, and then Daddy Rogers, that was in loan at Dumbarton. I suppose you can count him as a senior player now. He's been offered a new deal, so he's staying. And then a few of the under-20s, Michael Rose, Lucas Kuljic, Robbie March and Craig Story, they've all been offered new contracts, or signed new contracts even. So I Aberdeen only to sign a few players. A few other under-20 players have left as well. So, aye, quite a few players leaving. Uh, they can go their own way. But, aye. But to, to be fair, there's probably not anyone that's going that we wanted to keep. So, McManus, okay, I know we offered him a contract, but I don't think it'll be a massive loss. No, it looks like a, a squad trimming exercise, which is, I think, what you need at this point. Because you're keeping, you're keeping the, the, the the squad together, but that has got you the the record points total for a non owned firm team. Definitely. Which uh, Hearts had previously held in 2006. Incidentally, Hearts were considered to have put in a title challenge that season. Funny that, because Aberdeen weren't for a lot of this season for some people. Yeah, uh, some people, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's just this country, Chris. I think we all have uh, our opinions and views on it. and yeah, It seems to differ largely between uh, different countries. Uh, we don't we don't hear of that down south at all. We don't see, hear of that damp squib. But uh, it's another uh, world. Yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea sealed that the championship the same weekend Celtic did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I just seems. Well, apparently, they had a challenge. Yeah, no, I noticed I'm pretty sure for most of the season, Aberdeen and Celtic were closer than than Chelsea and whoever are second in the Premiership right now. I think Chelsea were top of the league after about the second game and stayed top. Yeah, oh, they ran away with it. They absolutely ran away with it. Although they're getting beat tonight. Aye, and only an idiot would have cashed in a bet of them winning the league. Is that, is that uh, admittance? Aye, yeah. uh, yes, yes, I bottled it. Despite oh, got an idea on the podcast, aye. Well in front, aye. Right, so I was at a game of football at the weekend. I had to wait until Sunday, half three, which is slightly annoying to wait all that time. But it was worth it because I don't know if either of you watched the game, but I'm pretty sure it would have been very exciting for a neutral. It was a mixture of exciting and nerves uh, for me because of the way it went. I thought Rangers were really good. I obviously looked through blue-tinted specs, but I thought they were really good, really exciting in the first half, despite not having that killer killer instinct. And then, obviously, we went one behind. And then some might say we were a bit lucky with the Wallace's goal. I looked at the screens. There was some dispute about it being offside. I don't Aye. know. I've only, seen, I've only seen a very quick replay, and it wasn't the well, I got to tell. i seen it on the screens. They showed you the replay, and they paused it. And he was miles onside. 
but I've since spoke to people afterwards and they've told me that it, it was level, if that. So I think the the screens were a wee bit biased as well. But then that's allowed. <laughs> You're allowed biased screens in the stadium. But it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a, a fiver a ticket to get in and it was a full house. Yeah, if, if you're allowed biased uh, football pitches and you're allowed biased screens, we'll come back to why I'm talking about biased football pitches shortly. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> aye, so I thought it was good. I thought Queen of South done themselves proud. They had a, a good game plan. They, they sat in well and nullified Rangers, uh, despite Rangers camping in their 18-yard line for a lot of the, the first half. They, they done really well. And then in the second half, they very easily could have scored a goal to take it to extra time. And if that had happened, well, McCall had brought on two defenders, so two yeah. additional defenders. So if it had went to extra time, I did fear for us, but aye, we progressed. Um, that's the main thing. I was out about yesterday, but I only caught like, the bit of the Radio Scotland coverage. They were talking about some clearance that uh, Vukic had on Vukic or Vukic or the Newcastle one. He actually play. Well, you know, <laughs> he the, cleared the one off the line. This... that was curling into the top corner or something. Yep. Now it's something that it's something that if if he hadn't cleared that, I think people would have been critical of him because he was slow off his line. It reminds me a wee bit of Sonny Aluko who hung about in the post as everybody pushed out mm-hmm. and then played some day on side. Side, yeah, I remember that. Aye, well, this was similar except the ball got headed back towards goal. Cami Bell was in no man's land and Vukic headed off the line. So everyone's like, brilliant, he's the only one with the common sense to stay in his line. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll give him it because he he did stop a goal. Uh, I think there was another chance as well where he, he cleared from inside the box, inside the six-yard mm-hmm. box. No, I mean, the, he, he has been a really good signing for Rangers since January. Yes. Because he's scored some crucial goals. He's obviously played his part in this playoff. Uh, so I have to say Newcastle will probably be due that money that they'll, they'll get if Rangers get promoted. <laughs> he's quality. I, I really like him. Uh, he's he's very one-footed though, especially when it comes to shots. And I've heard he's quite slow as well. Well, game and, uh, he gallops. He's funny. He, he's got a funny run on him. He's not like you know how James Forrest has got like wee tiny wee steps. He gallops. Uh. He strides <laughs> so long, and you're not really sure if he's running or not. And he's he's not as slow as John Daly because he's deaf. He's never running, but he's I I see what you're saying. He's funny. He's got a funny run on him, but he's powerful. He's strong. He's, he's got a really good strike on him. He's very composed. He's he's good with his feet. He's good at crossing because he, he set up the the goal. I like him, but I don't know if he'll be priced out. And if we don't go up, he's no interested. I think he came out and said that he would stay if we were promoted. I don't know, did you see Mosney's chance in the second half, either of you? No. I was watching it, I've never seen it. Is this the one where he shot from about 40 yards or something? Oh, it was good. It was good. He got the ball, uh, but left back. He wasn't a left back, but he was at left back and he got the ball and then he started to break. And whether he would have reached the goal before a defender, I don't know, because he's not the fastest. But he looked up and he decided just when he reached into their half to hit a shot. <laughs> well, I presume it was a shot, but it was a weird one because it just went to the keeper and the keeper picked it up and thought, mm, that was a bit strange. He could have ran to the corner quite easily. He would have made it to the corner before a defender. And yeah, I was, was going to say, the, guy. The, the radio made, the, made it out that this happened like, with a couple of minutes to go, so surely he should have been keeping possession rather than shooting. Yes, well, he could have went to the corner quite easily 
But if I was him, I would have ran towards the goal. He's he's a funny guy. He's he's got stepovers in his locker. He's I, I don't know what other tricks he's got, but he could have he could have went one on one with a defender and tried something. But instead, he had a shot. It was weird. It was weird. I was on my feet, Gina Gina one. But uh, no, wasn't it to be? And then he gave away a free kick last minute of the game, or la- pretty much last kick of the game. Uh, right at the edge of the box so he, he made that mistake and pff, it worked out alright so I've got my ticket for Wednesday and the lightning fast sale uh, it's about a quick turnaround isn't it because obviously you played Sunday there and the next one's Wednesday and uh, yeah, I think it's Sunday, no, Saturday, Saturday lunchtime sorry it's, it's the Saturday like Easter Road and then it's so. Thursday Saturday, Thursday Sunday maybe Thursday, like, Thursday, Thursday Sunday because yeah, the yep. Scottish Cup finals are Saturday so uh, it's, 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 we're just about done Yes, yes. I think it'll be tough against Hibs, but I think that we've shown that we can beat them. We can show that McCall's got different formations up his sleeve. He's not like uh, Ali McCoyst or Kenny McDowell. He's an actual manager. <laughs> he knows how to adjust things to to beat a team. And 5-3-2 or whatever you want to call it, 3-5-2, I don't know what it's called nowadays. But you know what I mean? Right. Where you've got three centre halves. <laughs> yeah, full backs to push up and three midfield yes. and two up front. Yeah. Anti football. Aye. That's <laughs> good. Aye. That, that, that's old school. Everybody plays right, four five one these days and call up something else. <laughs> what four three three or two five three or whatever. False nine. False Only nine. One false ten. Top. When we when we gonna when we gonna start well, I suppose Barry Munich play a false one. Aye, I mean, do you think the the the, the way the playoff set up is going to is going to suit you this time round? Because obviously, because you were a team that finished third, you get a home leg second. But now Hibs will have the home leg second. Do you think that will make a, a difference in this sort of next round? I think somebody's got. I've seen it referred to as the Premiership playoff semi final. <laughs> Aye, well, the fact that away goals don't matter. Then, then that does have a bearing on the on that. I don't know. I think it's too soon. I think playing there on Sunday and then being asked to play on Wednesday is a little too soon. And I know that these are professional footballers and they do it during the season. But there were a lot of leggy performances at the end of that game. Wallace was hobbling. Dean Shields, who had a really good game, he was struggling as well. They might be able to pick themselves up because they wouldn't have had training today. They're going to have very light training on Wednesday. I don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think McCall will go tight at Ibrox. I think, as I say, I think he'll go five three two again and just say, look, we'll just keep it, keep it tight. Maybe one goal in it, whatever. I, I think rather than risking it. It's a good way to play though. If that's your home leg, I think it's because is that not how because Hibs have sat in against Rangers, so it's like. It maybe makes it more difficult in terms of Hibs having to break down Rangers. That'd be funny if two of them sat, both sat in and just stared at the set in the ball and the centre's hung over for 90 minutes. <laughs> you attack, no, you attack. I think the, the size of the crowd will play a big part and I think it did on Sunday there. Uh, and I just hope that they can still sell as many tickets. There was tickets, Porter Cabins opened straight after the game on Sunday and I just hope that enough people managed to buy tickets before the deadline today at 5pm for getting tickets posted out because it's just it's so so tight to make plans for potentially a day off Thursday if you think you're going to go out on the piss or a night off if you're working back shift. That's I've sold out their allocation. I've only got 9.50 I think. Which is... Oh, yeah. I've seen some 
Dafty and Daily Record blog saying that it was uh, he brought up sporting integrity because Rangers didn't give them the whole stadium or something stupid like that. I don't know what that's all about. Don't you? Aye, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. You give the away fans a certain allocation. That's just how it works. I don't, I don't so, I understand this. It's, I, I know. <clears throat> well, I've seen people moaning about it before. It's, it's uh, oh, we used to get this allocation at this stadium and now it's been cut. So, well, obviously, because you want to get the home fans in more than you want to get away fans in. Exactly. Uh, yep. I mean, it's uh, like the, the obvious example Celtic going up to the Padodri before they cut for 4,000 to 2,000. Ah, yeah, let's get cut as well going to Portcaid for this last game. I never get cut, we just didn't give you any extra. <laughs> you got your usual allocation, <laughs> which is slightly different. But you, uh, you, you could have sold more, and it was just because that was the, the ridiculous in the other way. Because we obviously had that opportunity in the Lisbon Lions then shut. Yep. So there was there, there was the opportunity to sell extra tickets and it weren't used. Having said that, the game at Pretoria there was only eighteen thousand when you could have got another two thousand done, and that's the second day we've been up to Aberdeen, and it's been eighteen thousand when it could have been more. Just tit for tat and tit between the clubs. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, the, uh, the Rangers did it with Hearts. They only give them uh, a small section, uh, an extended section, albeit, but yeah, they didn't give them as much as they could have because there wasn't any chance that Rangers were going to sell the tickets. But it becomes a bit dodgy because you then start having to move season ticket holders and yeah. some of them won't want to be moved. And then do you really do before off for the, the, Do they not do it before for the old firm matches though? <coughs> but that's in your season ticket. You know mm-hmm. that before the season starts. Yeah, we we've got the same setup. It's where um, you buy your season ticket, but it's it's with the proviso that if you're going to be playing Rangers as we used to play, uh, you didn't get those included in certain yeah, sections. Yeah. I, I used to have a ticket, my season ticket, uh, back when I first had it was that kind of season ticket. Do you call that special season ticket? So you get the seventeen home games instead of the nineteen. Plus, is that uh, the special extra... fans I was talking about earlier, Chris? Uh, it must have been. Right? My, my, mate is a, uh, my mate is a Celtic fan. He's season ticket for that year. He says if Rangers come up, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, Rangers tickets aren't included. They had to put the proviso in. So it's ridiculous because what they're charging, I think what they're doing is like the the £50 kids ticket, which is a really good value, doesn't include Rangers games if they come up. So there's a lot of Celtic fans coming out and saying, oh, I hope Hibs come up with. If folk are going every week, they deserve to get this Rangers ticket the the, the tickets for all the oh, games. Oh, yeah, you, you can pay extra to get it upgraded. This is the ridiculous thing. Uh, Actually, right. It will cost you almost as much to upgrade it for one game as it will for the entire season. It's ridiculous. Aye. But, but then that's what happens when you give a big allocation. So you can't have everything. No. Well, I, I think we should just give Rangers that same allocation or the other uh, away teams get to hell with us. I see. It's almost like a wee deal. Rangers and Celtic have, isn't it? That they say, we give you a big between the two of them. Aye, aye. It does make for a good atmosphere and within the ground. Uh, well, in Ibrox, I've never been <laughs> to Celtic Park. Speak for yourself. I, my season tickets used to be next to the, the Rangers, right directly next to the Rangers fans. Wouldn't quite a good atmosphere? Ah, yeah. You know what I mean. Co- coin throwing that atmosphere, as I remember. <laughs> you just need to do what Bryn does and pick it up and. Is that buy a pie in Fife. Oh, it was only 10p, cheapskates. I picked it up and put it in my pocket. And it became a lucky coin because we beat you about three times in a row after I picked it up. 10p, 10p a coppers. <laughs> I don't know what you can get in Fife for 10p. 10p a coppers, that's not a coin throw, that's a scramble. <laughs> <laughs> I could get a game of coin with that. <laughs> and for the listeners that don't know what coin is, <laughs> I, I, well, tough. 
tough. If you don't know what coining is Look at this up. point in life, then and I'd, and by that I mean anybody that's listening, because if you've reached five or six and you don't know what coining is, then five or six. So where, where <laughs> what the listeners don't, don't five and six that listen to the podcast? What about the listeners that don't grow up in this country? Might not know what coin is. Aye, well they, aye, aye, maybe they're they're let off then. Aye, coin is the kind of thing that you would play in a, a close or play uh, at school. In a close? They're not going to know what a close is either. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <coughs> I'm not very good. Right, it's just it's throwing coins at a wall. Right? Oh, that's just fake. That's just fake. Aye, well, that's it. Right, well, what we'll do is we'll have a coiny podcast coming up. <laughs> the Scottish coin, competition. We could, aye. Over over Skype, that'd be impressive. Aye. I don't know how that'd work, but we could we could work out the finer details off air and then and then sort it out before the end of the season. Uh, right, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to what coin is in the podcast description so people can see it and work out exactly what you need to do. You, like right. folks still play it. Oh, aye. Well, I think so. It's it's one of these simple games. Well, yeah, everybody's uh, got the tools required for coin it, unless you've unless no hands. Skins. Right. Your skin oh, and your no oh, hands. Or uh, you want to do with notes? It doesn't work with notes. <laughs> I or st- bank cards. It doesn't work with bank oh, cards. Hence he- why it's called coiny, no cardy. There is one problem though. If James Forrest was to play, I'd bet he'd miss the ball. I might take a bobble. Can we go talk about that game now? Is this your biased pitch? Aye, that was sort of fairly Did you hear Callum Davis in the sports league? Brilliant. Uh, that I was good banter, wasn't it? I was trained in that bit of pitch. I quite liked that. That was quite good. Right, I, 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 I have the utmost sympathy for Forrest in this one because I, I, I always thought it was for like Van Vossen and Abelmo and me who missed open goals like that. But uh, aye, it's, it's, you, people once told me the shot I missed bobbled and I've yet to see the bobble on any of the footage. Was see, that your mum, Chris? <laughs> Well, I've had people on Twitter have told me, but see, see, in James Forrest's case, it's so blatantly obvious. I'm all the It's been so much he shinned it. Which uh, it's a shame because he'd done all the hard work. Cause it was a couple of minutes to go, and if he'd scored that, we'd have won the game. But at this point in the season, it doesn't matter. We can laugh about it. It's funny. It was an entertaining nil-nil game. St. John's were probably a better team. If you ask me, they did it at the post as well. Um, I think the one that annoyed me more than the Forest one because the Forest one's bad luck, but it was one after that. Where we broke Aye. up the park. Two players went to the right with no defenders on them. One Aye. player went to the left with two defenders on them and they passed left. It was Ar- Armstrong went through with the ball and played yeah. into Griffiths, whereas I there was two men on the other side. Aye. It was ridiculous. It wasn't a very good pass either. No, because but... he had to drag it with him. Oh, yes. it, was, it was terrible. But that was, it was that kind of game for Celtic, I thought, because their passing was pretty poor as well. I think the only thing that was missing was St. Johnson scoring. Obviously, they never had uh, the, the Danny Swanson's wonder strike that did the last time they played us. Otherwise, they'd had back-to-back wins for the first time since 1998 against us. And Mulgrew must have had a brilliant, a brilliant spell in the park. How long was he on for? Because he came on oh, as a sub. He came on as a sub at half-time, so I mean, 45 <sighs> minutes, he was absolutely yeah. anonymous. Well, so no, that's not what I heard, because Strachan was telling me that he was well, the best player in the league. Got- 
Gordon Strachan watched a completely different game for me because he's ah. called a Scotland squad after five minutes of being out, 45 think, minutes. For a, he's caught, he's, he's, you know, I, uh, I asked this question on Twitter earlier about why on earth you call got Charlie Mulgrew up after five months and somebody pointed to me that he was man in a match against um, Ireland the last time he played about Celtic Park. Now, mm. fair enough, I agree, I remember he had, he had a great game that night, but at the very best, Charlie Mulgrew is going to play two and a half games before that Ireland game in five months. Yep. That is not a risk I want to be taking. I think it's like one that. of those. That, he's, that's... he's one of those players that Strachan obviously trusts, and yeah. he's trying to create a club atmosphere whereby if they're fit, they'll get in. So why <sighs> that? But he might not play. Aye. I'm hoping he's in the squad for that reason. He's not actually going to feature because I, I, I don't even see Mulgrew playing a big part next week against Inverness. So that two and a half games becomes half a game for Celtic and then maybe he plays against Qatar in the friendly. Oh, that big game. Aye. Aye I'm looking forward to that. Aye, that's so well. Aye. Aye. Uh, Qatar, that's Jalen BBC reporters or something. I'm glad we're playing them. Yay. Um, but yeah, I, I looked at the squad and thought, well, but, well, the other question I had was if Mulgrew gets in, why Mackay, Stephen and Armstrong missing? And my first instinct was because they've not really played for Celtic much, but somebody pointed out to me Armstrong started eight of the last ten league games. Mackay Stevens played six of the last ten, uh, and neither of them could play in the cup games, and that's why it feels like they've not played as much for Celtic as expect them to. Have they been playing particularly well? I know they started off well, but have they been playing particularly well the last few weeks? Well, Armstrong is playing anonymous against Aberdeen. That's what I've seen. Aye. So he had his moments. But, um, I'd, I'd. They've been good without being impressive, I think nope. is probably the key. To be fair, uh, Stacking has called up Lee Griffiths, which had to be done if you ask me. Cause yes, Griffiths I'll agree with that. Bang on form, he's banging in the goals, we need somebody who can score the goals. It's not Stephen Fletcher, even though he gets hard trick against Gibraltar. But, um, Fletcher yeah, will play though. I think Fletcher will play. I hope he doesn't, because I just don't rate him. I mean, I'm looking at the forwards that we've got. Obviously, we've got Fletcher, we've got Griffiths, we've got Stephen Naismith, who doesn't really play as a forward, uh, and we've got Johnny Russell. I think if, if Naismith plays as a forward, he's going to be in that what's that, a four-five-one formation. But then who do you play behind him? Then we've got a, a decent. Mourinho will probably play. Well, I'd imagine Mourinho will play and Brown will play. Fletcher might play. Darren Fletcher does. Uh, Anders a stick on. Yep. And. Uh, Morrison, maybe. Morrison might depend, but being in a big game, maybe. But the one I'm surprised that, and I think he should. Oh, sorry, I think Matt actually might play actually. I have got, got too many because then then you're starting to think about, and I know we're starting to move further back in the team, but then you're thinking about uh, Brown and Mulgrew as well because if Mulgrew is in the squad, I have a feeling that he's there to play against Ireland, and how do you fit all these players in? No, that's a good thing. You'd rather that than saying, yeah, that's oh, good. so competition for places. The one I was surprised at that's known in the score is Matt Phillips at QPR. He's been in terrific form for QPR. Yeah, but they just get relegated, so they've not been a good... <laughs> doesn't matter whether been relegated, he's been playing well. Yeah. He picks up um, in terms of that, whereas James Forrest has been picked. I don't think James, James Forrest has never really impressed you for Scotland. No, no, he's never, no, not for Scotland. He's, he's certainly on, when he's on, on his form for Celtic, he's a good player, but it's, it's uh, getting him in that form. It, it just doesn't happen often enough for me. I, the, the, I suppose the interesting one's um, Scott Bain getting called up as a goalkeeper. 
No, I know McGregor's been rested, so it was kind of, I don't know, who did we make the third goalkeeper? Because he's imagine Marshall and Gordon ahead of him and that, but yeah, it's a fair play to him for that, so that's good to see. So it's a strange one, because is he going to see any game time? Because you, you've got two contenders for the number one spot, who in the Qatar game, you're, you'd be quite that's happy to test, uh, but I just can't see him getting seeing any game time, because I think that the Qatar game is a chance to give a half for Marshall and a half for Gordon. And go from there. It's a Depends. chance over Strachan to see him in training. What do you like? He likes to do. Yes. Because um, yep. obviously, if there is a problem injury, see a couple of them get injured, at least then he's had a bit of time around the squad. Yeah. In terms of that. So that's good. good. It was good to see Reynolds get called up again as well. Obviously. Right. Whether he'll play, though. Right. Reynolds, Reynolds, I think, was the only player in the last double header that never featured that was injured. Aye, just about. I, I would like to see him play against Qatar, but I don't know. Think, the, the at least question, a half, at least a half. Aye, the the question with the Qatar game, though, is do you play a second string or do you play the guys that are likely to play against Ireland to at least give them a bit of game time? Because you're, talk, you're looking... Well, I think the problem is you look, we're into June by the time these games come around, so we're looking at a few of these boys won't have played for a few weeks. Um, certainly... But the the championship finished a couple of weeks ago already. So Matt, like the, the likes of Matt, that two plays for Bournemouth, he's already he's done for the season. So he's got to be near enough a month since he's played because they're in the playoffs and obviously Bournemouth aren't in the playoffs. He came straight up. The problem is if he plays them like in the Qatar game and then they get some key players get injured, then he gets yeah, criticised. I think you bet. maybe come off the bench for half an hour or something like that. Maybe, maybe. I know that. I know you can still get injured obviously coming off the bench, but I would rest him for a full game and not just that. I think just be halved. It's, it's strange that uh, the, the season's coming to a close, and, and some of the games I'm, I'm watching and I'm watching the results come in, and I'm, I don't know. I'm not. It's not that I'm losing interest, but I'm just thinking uh, the, the season's coming to a conclusion. A lot of the important things are done when when Motherwell got put into the playoff spot. You just tick that off, and then there's very little left in the the Premiership other than maybe the uh, St Johnson and Dundee United, and then. You get the, the the Scotland squad is announced, and again, I've, I'm just g'd up. I've just I, I went from my wee slump, my my uh, end of season slump, to to suddenly getting g'd up again for the excitement of the the Ireland game because it's a biggie. This could set us up for an exciting summer, an exciting summer where we could we could dream of actually qualifying, or on the flip side of that have a nightmare against Qatar and, and then get beat off Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a depressing summer if, we, if we, it all goes horribly wrong in that last couple of games. So just be positive, if, be positive if, we, if we win, we're what, five points ahead at Ireland? I think so. I can't remember. I've so, seen the table now. Put it to the back of my mind recently. And our draw's not necessarily the worst result. No, I, I mean I've been saying it all through the qualifying campaign. If we can, if we can take six off Georgia and uh, Gibraltar, and we take four off Poland and Ireland, then we should we should that's twenty points, and that should get us qualification somehow. And I've always yep. said that, um, regardless of what we take off what Germany and the other. Well, obviously we've got them. It'd be nice to get some off them at home, but can't really count on that. So the, the, so far we're on we're on track for those twenty points, but. Um, yeah, if we can get extra points, so much better. I would love to get uh, three points in Ireland, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Ah, it's going to be tough. I was looking at the, the Scotland, uh, the, the BBC website, looking at Scotland fixtures, and we're not playing Qatar. Uh, it's, it's not there, so Good that's it. Website. 
It's cancelled. Aye. Just the, the, group, the group's got uh, Poland on 11 points, Scotland and Germany both in 10, and Ireland on 8. What so, site's I, that? The BBC website. It used to be good. I can't even see anything about the bloody international. It's the last thing I can see for international is World Cup 2014. It's strange, isn't it? It's, it's it used to be really, the really good. Awful. And they used to lead the way. I think they still do in terms of the uh, the iPlayer and, and their news section. But the sport, the football, unless you're English, football. it's hard to find it. In. The navigation in it is terrible. Yes. Although, to be honest, I don't think the navigation on the, the BBC News website is that good either. Try to find things these days. The UEFA website, I think maybe that's the one to check. That's a better bet, huh? In terms of that. Um, I was just looking at the, the FIFA website. Uh, Qatar are 99th in the world. Because <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking whether... Uh, you know how you hear about uh, friendlies getting set up and often Scotland pay... To play against somebody, yeah, and that's why you get silly. Yeah. Uh, you get silly pricing. I was wondering if it's the other way around this time. If Scotland are seen as the glamour tie, I <laughs> really like the new Brazil. <laughs> we might be. Uh, I don't know. It's Qatar. They've, they've, FIFA's website's got a really good uh, graph showing you where they've been in the world. They've been as high as fifty-fifth, fact, fifty-fourth. So they have been pretty decent, uh, considering Scotland have been well below that, haven't they? Right. Uh, uh, see, see uh, just going back to the qualifying, see at the moment, the UEFA website saying that Scotland are the best third place team. Yay. So if qualifying for what to end just now, then we'd be in. That, that's, uh, just, that's another reason I'm hoping we get the 20 points, because I think 20 points is a cracking. Even if we finished third with 20 points, you would have uh, been up there for the the best third place but uh, if we can what, I think th- the 20 points is the aim anything more than that is even better that's what we should be hoping for did that set a factor certainly Germany and Poland are both expected to win because Germany are away to Gibraltar and Poland are home to Georgia yeah so you would expect well Germany will definitely win that's the biggest guarantee well, us, but yeah. no definitely yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think if we can win those two Georgia. both win aye if those two both win the weekend one, then we're looking at opening up a big gap between us and Ireland. So it's it's almost coming down to who the order of the top three as opposed to yeah. uh, which who will be in the top three. And that's that gets you at least a place in the playoff. So I if we can beat Ireland. So like that's that's the major sort of hurdle. Aye, it'll be uh, an exciting summer for, for us, Chris, because we'll have a wee bit of a summer. Uh, Aberdeen don't get summers. Oh. Don't get summer holidays. Oh, that's July. When are you starting? Tomorrow. We are starting that season before we even finish our season. That's right. why, as well, uh, McInnes is resting McGinn and I think Reynolds. I know Reynolds probably won't feature for Scotland, but he's resting a few other players as well. So part of it was suspension, part of it was to give folk a break. I thought you might have given yeah. a break. Because Rooney's been called up for a provisional squad for Ireland, but he's nope. still, he can, off the bat, no, he obviously no can break a bench at the weekend. Not with the break. What's that? Not with the break. Doesn't happen. Just push so, him hard. Right, there you go. I think they're getting three weeks off. They're getting about three weeks off. First qualifying round, Europa League, first leg, July 2nd. So. So, there you go. The draws are on June 22nd. So. What? 
Last year I came back I came back my summer holiday in Aberdeen were playing European football and they'd already <laughs> played. They'd played the two games in La they'd played the good two games against that uh. the Lavian uh, team and then I got home from my holiday and then went to Aberdeen for the Groningen game. I flew in the Thursday morning and then went up to one of my few games I made uh actually this season but I, uh, this this season I'm hoping when I come back from my my holiday that we're still in Europe. Right. Um just to, just to, for the dates for everybody else, um the cup winners will play from July sixteenth. That's the second qualifying and they'll come in it. Which means it will either be Inverness or Falkirk and if it's Inverness that play in that then either St Johnson or Dun United will start at the same time as Aberdeen. It's uh, crazy if, it's, if it's Falkirk and Inverness will start at the same time as Aberdeen. It's crazy the cup winners will start later than a team that finished second in the league, I think. Oh, I suppose you're, you're, you're rewarding winning something. The romance of the cup. Well, so bad. Man. Winning about four games. Five. Might be even be six for Falkirk, if it was them. It's a Scottish uh, cup, though. This, uh, this goes right down to... F- I'm sure that my team could get a chance in uh, the first round, whenever that is. That's probably even <laughs> earlier. No, no, no the, first, the first round is July 2nd. That's as early as you can start. Huh? Um, just uh, the Celtic will start the Champions League qualifying on the 14th or the 15th of July. Aye, so Celtic aren't going to have much of a break either then? No. It'll well, be... that, that's that's almost exactly a month after the Scotland Island game. Because that's June 13th. Yeah. By the way, that, that, that really does screw up our podcast schedule. Because if you think, if we have a podcast after the Scottish Cup final, and the the, mm-hmm. the, play, the the Premiership playoff final, you're looking at that being June the first, and then like why would we have a podcast on June the eighth? Yes. <laughs> just the Scotland match to, to just preview the Scotland match that we've just talked about anyway. Well, what we could oh, do is we, we can could just have a nonsense podcast, just talk about just anything. Go we could could have, have, have everyone on it. We could have we could have everyone on it though. That's like, a thought. Right. Be on it this season. So that'd be four, six people. Uh, we should. May not you ever we sat at a table and just, just talk nonsense for like an hour, two hours. We should just do uh, that again. I was, that should be that. Should, should, should try and organise that. I know there's been talk about it, but we should try and get try and get something. I don't know whether it's too short notice now. Aye, I think it. Aye. Anyway, but we should move on. Predictions. Aye. How this is going to work for the final for time this season. The final predictions of the season and. First up is Saturday games. I, I don't know what we're going to do. Saturday, 3pm. None of them on the telly box because none of them really matter. Nope. Well, they hmm. do to St. Johnson and Dundee United. Oh, but yeah, they're Sunday. Game. Oh, they're Sunday. I saw the other. Oh, dear. I scored by error. I just saw the, the Saturday games. Oh, Hamilton, St. Mirren. I'm going to go for an away win because St. Mirren seem quite happy about this uh, playing with freedom. I'm going to go into. Um, Paul Band, nine each. Hey, I'll go for one all. Uh, uh, do you want the odds? I go for it. That all. Uh, seven to ten for Hamilton. The draw is fourteen to five, and St. Mirren are four to one. Oh, right, four to one. Okay. Right, next one up's Kamarnock Ross County. I don't even think either team are interested in playing this game. I'm going to go nil nil. Yep, Paul Band, nine each. Cock, no, it'll be goals. Uh, 2-0 the odds in that match Kamarnock are 19-10 the draws 12-5 and Ross County are 29-20 like they should have freedom now whereby they can relax a bit play a bit of football possibly uh, goals. Or, just, goals or 
uh, no want to get themselves hurt before they go on their summer holidays. Right, the next one, Motherwell against Partick Thistle. I, I'm going to speak to McBookie about what the odds are for Motherwell putting out zero players. Seeing if they can just totally rest for this game. I'm going to go for 3-0 away one. Motherwell, none <laughs> of the players are going to try. Uh, I'm going... Why would they try? Well, to give them a bit of confidence going into the playoff. Uh, nah. Confidence is overrated. I'm going ball by none each. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's very right. That's three none each. Yep. Uh, Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Could me. No, I think Motherwell will win this one 2 1. Give themselves a bit of home going into the playoff. Uh, Motherwell are 17 to 10, the draws 5 to 2, and Party Thistle are 31 to 20. Aye. A wee win written all over it. Right. On Sunday. Well, I've, I've got a wee bit of excitement. Yeah. One game that's nothing. Right. Aberdeen, St. Johnson. I'm going to go for an away win. I'm going to go 1-0, St. Johnson. Fighting for that potential European spot. One each. Yeah, I think one each as well. Aberdeen are 4-5. The draw is 27-10. And St. Johnson are 17-5. Here's a question for you. When was the last time Aberdeen lost at Pitodre and they gave it a mild? Apart from Celtic. Apart from I mean. Celtic. Dundee United. Huh? Well, that was only the game of the season. Was that at the start of the season? Aye. Aye, after. Was that was a few, so there was that. That's the only game I can think of. But this doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just curious. Right. That, that would mean Aberdeen have only lost three times at home this season, two of them myself. I think so. Yeah, I'll be able to check for sure. But I think it's been three times. So the next one up is we'll, we'll come back to that, John. If you check uh, Celtic against Inverness, I don't know what to think here. Other than Mulgrew trying his best to suddenly get match sharp in one game, I don't really know what's going to happen here. Because and for maybe rest players as well for the. Uh, going to have players like Griffiths thinking that this is this is his big chance. He's bang in form. It's his big chance for the national side, so he doesn't want to risk getting injured uh, I think he's done enough to, to put himself on the, on the radar obviously because he got included in the squad but I think he's he's done enough to to push him for a starting spot so I don't think he's going to be trying there's other players that are going to be they're not bothered they're, they're looking forward to their their holidays to Gran Canaria I'm going to go for a Paul Band <coughs> I end up going places definitely in Gran Canaria <laughs> Oh, got Do you think so? It's a favourite place to go, is it not? Aye, Dubai is a favourite. Aye, Las Vegas probably. Aye, no, oh, Chris Commons will be going off on a lad's holiday, won't he? Aye, I know what he's like. Right. Well, I reckon Inverness don't care. As John says, they'll probably be resting players for the cup final. Celtic, on the other hand, the season's finished. Uh, we've got a trophy to receive at the end of the game. We've got a point to prove because it's Inverness. It'll probably be 2 0. Celtic. Ah, I think Celtic will probably win. Two-one. Uh, I'd like to think it's more than two-nil. By the way, I want. I'd be really nice to pump them, but we haven't pumped them unless at all this season. So that's, I'm, I'm thinking two-nil. Aye, uh, Celtic are one to four. The draws five to one. Inverness are ten to one, which is a decent price. Seeing as Celtic have got <laughs> absolutely nothing to play for. I know Inverness, but they're not going to play that team. That seems a really generous place. Right. Well, I mean, the, previ- the previous results between these two have been 1-0 Inverness up in Inverness, 1-0 Celtic at Celtic Park, 1 each at Inverness in the league, 
Then there was it was one each at full time in the Scottish Cup game, so there's hardly been any goals in these things. I mean, it, it was the, another three goals came in extra time in that game, so it's kind of it's just kind of hard to tell how many goals are in this game. So if, if Celtic can get to two in ninety minutes, it'll be the first time either teams managed that this season against each other. See, going back to Aberdeen, I three losses in the league at home. It was. Ah, there you go. Done the United opening of the season, and I don't see that changing against St Johnston. I think it'll be, well, I don't think St Johnston won it. But I don't think it'll matter as we've seen a minute. <laughs> Dundee United against Dundee is the game on the telly box decided quite a while back. I hope Dundee beat them. Well, I had a bet on Dundee finishing higher than United, but that didn't happen, did it? I I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a home win because Dundee United they've got something to play for. I think they've got the desire back. I'm going to go two one. I'm going to one. I'm going to one Dundee. Aye, so did you watch Dundee United against Inverness, Craig? Was that, uh, oh, aye. aye. Well, they've got a good keeper in the making. Who? Oh, he's awful. I've seen, I seen oh, people... Oh, I'm your head. Oh, I'm your head, aye. Oh, Cherniak's just an accident waiting to happen all the time. Um, I think Dundee will win. 2-1 as well. Chris. 2-1. Aye. Dundee United evens. The draw is 13-5 and Dundee are 27-10. But I would be brilliant if Dundee ruined Dundee United's chances of Europe. Uh, I think they would love it. And, if, so. and the fact as well, Dundee United had so much joy against Dundee for a long time up until that last fixture. Um, so I hope Dundee won. I'm not very happy about these predictions because Why? there's nothing really jumping out. There's, we've all went for draws in the Kelly Ross County game. But other than that, for the charity bet, we're going to be struggling. We could have some alternative bets. So, oh, right, right now, that's a Aber- good one. Aberdeen and St. Johnson, right? That game, thirteen out of St. Johnson's last fourteen away games in the Premier League, there's been under two point five goals. And we right. think, well, I went one all. What did you go, Chris? I went one each as well. Yep. Craig, what did you go? One Aberdeen. I went I for St. Johnson, didn't you? one nil St. Johnson. So what was that? Under two and a half goals. Under two and a half goals. Right, I like the sound of that. Right, so, so Kilmarnock, right? It's 4-5. Right, so that's quite good. Kilmarnock, they are, mind you, you both thought it was going to be kind of low scoring, but in the last eight Kilmarnock <laughs> games, there's been over two and a half goals. I, I don't know if I can I can go against Chris Nye's prediction, though. We went for mm. a Paul Band. So yep. I think that's out, John, despite your good stats. Right. Um, well, over to you guys then. Right, so we went for Aberdeen St. Johnson under two and a half. Right. I'm going to have to write this down on a bit of paper because I've clicked it oh, yeah. and put it in the bet slip on the site. But what they do on the, the McBookie website is they mark that as under 2.5. That doesn't help me when it comes to what match it is, does it? Right. Nope. Are we allowed to include the playoff game? Well, I was just thinking that because right. we did a first goal scorer for that Both teams. Uh, for the Easter Road Both, game, we Both teams to score, maybe have Rangers. Oh, oh, definitely. Uh, Easter Road, I uh, could shoot. So uh, just a double, maybe? Because that'll maybe be, mind you, I don't know what, if the odds will be that great, but... Hmm. What's the, what's the odds both teams have scored Hubs and Angels at Easter Road? Do we know? No odds yet. Okay. Well, there's there's match odds, but then there's, there's nothing. Aye, there's only the, the, the match odds are Hibs are 11-8, the draws 11-5, and Rangers are 15-8. Now, aye, 
It's hard Do to we get fancy a draw in it? Eleven to five. No. no, no, because we don't know what's happening in the first leg, John. Yep. Because it could be, could be four 0 to Rangers after the first leg, and then uh, it's not going to be a draw. I don't know. What was the odds of Dundee winning the derby? Uh, I know you never went for it, Craig. 27, 27 to ten. Twenty-seven to ten. Well, see if we went for that, then the ten-pound double, courtesy McBookie, would be sixty-six pounds sixty pence. I'd be happy going against my prediction. See, come on, at Ross County, did we all go for a draw? We did. Uh, it's twelve to five. Twelve to five. I'd probably prefer. I, I really hate betting on draws. I don't know why, but I just I hate it. Do. I hate betting draws. I, I don't so, ever really betting draws. Right. How about we goals? just go? Under 2.5. And Dundee. And Dundee. £66.60. Yep. Aye, maybe. Right. So, the £10 charity bet courtesy of McBookie is on that double. And we didn't do it earlier, but this time I've remembered first goal scorer. Yeah. I only remembered because we mentioned it about 30 seconds ago, but the first first goal scorer bet in the, the Rangers Hibs Jason game. Cummins. The Hibs Rangers game. On Saturday. Hibs Rangers game. Oh, Jason right. come and see if he scores, Chris. No, I'll not be happy. No, you'll not be happy anyway, no matter what. Right. Uh, and, and the game at Easter Road, he's probably the best option uh, to score first. Because I, oh, I, I find it very hard to pick a Rangers player to score first. Because it's just the goals have been coming for just about anywhere on their team. Whereas Hibs, Jason right. Cummins has been a good bet. Oh, no, I, I couldn't handle his smug face. Do you know he'd probably come and chat my door and say, I won that charity bet for you, and he'd give me that smug stay? face? Aye, he probably would know. He's that smug, he'd know. Aye. Right, alright. Smug Cummings. <laughs> right. Uh, Cummings to score first, and then, and then to end the game in tears because he got beat 5 1. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one was Dundee and less than two and a half goals in the Aberdeen St. Johnson game. Yes. Right, what, that's what, good. What was that one in again? £66.60. £66.60. So... Now, bet. I don't have the odds for Jason Cummins to score first. He's, he's odds on to have a smug look in his face. But he's 13-2 to score first in the game on Wednesday night. Right. So maybe that gives a wee pointer towards what kind of odds it'll be. Aye, it'll be about four to one. Aye. In the home game, I think. Well, hopefully he's, he's booked a holiday. It just so happens to leave on Friday, and he catches a flight, and that's it. Doesn't he play? Because he, he's a threat. He's a, I don't like him, but he's a threat. Same way uh, Scott Allen. Hopefully he's got a holiday booked early as well. It's unlikely that they'll miss the game due to a holiday to Gran Canaria, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? If I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, and we spoke about it on Twitter a wee bit this week. What did we not mention? Ladbrokes. Oh, the new right. the sponsor for the, the new sponsor. The SPFL. We don't want to get too excited. Because Doncaster is chuffed to bits. He's even more smug than Cummings. He is loving Why? it. Because he's finally got a bloody sponsor after a couple of years. It's ridiculous. It's not even a good sponsor. It's, it's like two million over... Well, I've seen this debated. It's either two million a year or it's two million over the two-year contract. If anyone wants to sponsor me for two million a year, I'll take it. 
Uh, well, I suppose it's that. But either way, Clydesdale Bank were sponsoring about the same for just the Premiership a couple of seasons yes. ago. I'm and on top million. of that, I am brewing a million quid for the other three divisions. Yes. So we're still down in what we were three years ago. Brilliant. Well played, Doug. Round the applause for that. <laughs> a wee bit of context. Vanarama pay 700000 for the conference. And they south. have a really catchy advert. <laughs> Although I do, I do find myself singing Henry Larson as the King of Kings. I do quite like the Ladbrokes adverts, though. I prefer the Coral adverts. I do. Ah, well, the the coral coral adverts. adverts are good. Aye, they're good. Yep. <laughs> oh, um, I also quite like the Paddy Power sort of bad boy adverts because they're quite funny. My favourite pad, Paddy Power bad boy advert was when they used Ibrox. I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that. Right. See about uh, the, the Ladbrokes deal. Something that I think. Uh, I don't think it's brilliant that they've got it, but I think it's good that at least they've now got a sponsor. I think it's there's two million that the Aye. the leagues are going to get. I think it's that the game itself will benefit from the branding, the exposure. See, when you go to the Ladbrook site just now, right. Scottish football is just... It's, it's not even secondary. It's 20th rate. Or so. It's hidden away. But it's now going to get focus. It's now going to get... Well, hopefully get focus. So I, I think it, there's some positives to take from it. An interesting thing I I seen during this, I done a bit of research trying to work out how much the previous deal was worth, and STV had an article. I think it was back in two thousand and thirteen, possibly twelve, and it was it mentioned the the previous deal with Clydesdale Bank, and it had it listed as eight million a season. I uh, got the article wrong. And I I reported that on Twitter. I said that. That's how much it was. It was eight million a season, and I'd done a wee bit more research and realised that that was incorrect, and it was eight million all in, and it was yeah. two million a season. Interestingly, and this is something that's probably moving away from football, but someday STV went and changed that article. Mm-hmm. They rewrote a historical article to make it factually correct. Oh, now they do, they do it all the time. I've seen I've seen articles change as uh, as things are corrected. See, yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't, I don't like, like it. Either. That See, I've, I've got, a, well, I've actually got a pog series running at the moment every day because I'm chucking my season ticket at the end of the season. So, but uh, there's a couple of people have already corrected me and things I've written. Rather than going and change the blog, what I've done is I've mapped it, <laughs> and I, I need a bit at the bottom saying this is since you pointed out because I don't like changing anything. So if I can do it, then surely folk like STV should be able to do it as well. But no, I, I, like yeah, I don't things. think it's right. I don't think that. Yeah. So you pull them up about something and then they just point and say, oh, we didn't say that after all. I yeah. just don't like it. Something Screenshots. Naughty. That's the way to go. Screenshots. And then they kind of argue. Aye. Or they'll just say it's Photoshop. Aye, well, you can. Aye, you could edit source code. So, aye, Chris, give your site a plug then if you want. What, my blog? Just follow me on Twitter. I've been tweeting it every single day. Chris1888. <laughs> aye, yep. you need to add as Chris K-K-R-Y-S. Yeah. See if you, here's an easier option see if you follow SFF podcast on Twitter then Aye. I think all four of us are on the, the description of it yeah I think yes. we are so well, you should find all of us on Twitter there in, in terms of the podcast Twitter account we should give a shout out to a couple of folk that contacted us yeah, Dunk Boyd Dunk yep. Boyd contacted us to say that he listens and he doesn't by... comment on my boring voice so <laughs> Aye. Um, so I'll he's... call 81 he's, uh, he's another avid listener who was that? Aye, aye, we mentioned him. He was Please quite pleased to give him a shout-out last week. Uh, and then Peter aye. Thompson contacted us today. 
that he listens to it on iTunes and he listens to it on the way to work and back. Aye, he searched for Scottish football on iTunes. He was, he was the only person that answered your question there about uh, Aye, how yes. did you first find the podcast? So. I, did it, I did it quite short notes, so I did it only about an hour before uh, the podcast started. But I think Dunk, uh, Dunk Boyd, he did the same. He searched Scottish football and found the podcast. So anyone that listens, if you can tweet us at SFF Podcast, just let us know uh, how you discovered it and also as well, interestingly, how you how and when you listen to it, where you listen to it. We know some folks listen to it cycling. Do you know maybe some folk listen to it in bed? Some folk listen to it in the toilet. Who knows? <laughs> I listen to it at work when I'm on the damn thing. There's a, a guy from my work there. He, he listens to it when he's trying to get to sleep. But I don't think I don't take that as criticism. I think that's uh, a positive because as long as we can help in, in any way, I think that's good. <laughs> So, Chris, what's this about you saying you're going to give up your season ticket? I know you've not been going to games as regular as you, you once were. You used to be home and away. Right, uh, well, until... I, I used to go to home and away games, and well, basically now I just go, I just go to home games the last couple of seasons because mm-hmm. well, my wife got pregnant, obviously, and now I'm, like, she's back at work, and because she, like, she, she works shifts rather than like 95 or anything like that, then... Mm-hmm. Every other weekend, we're either doing stuff together or I've got to be man myself. And he's too yep. young to take to the football right now. So, definitely, yeah. basically, I, I just I, I can't justify having a season ticket at the moment because I wouldn't use it. Do they yes. the Celtic not do like a like a part like a half season ticket or a few game package or anything like that? They, they do they do occasional things like that. And to be honest, like the the games I've been able to get to more often recently have been midweek games. So I'll still be able to pick up the odd ticket. It's not as if I'm stopping going to Celtic altogether. I'm just uh, you won't stop for I a just, ticket. Aye, I, I, unless what a suddenly blown again, which I don't see happening. No, uh, I should be fine about to pick up tickets when I need them. But yeah, it's it's, it's nothing. It's nothing more than uh, my life doesn't quite fit. I was having a season ticket right now, and it, give it a few years. If the wee man's interested in football, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be going to be him. So that'll be, that'll be good about to take advantage of the fifty pound season tickets if I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. That'll be exciting. Like I, I took my daughter; she's fifteen. Took her to the Rangers game at the weekend, and it's nice. It's nice to to share that with, with your child. Aye. Well, I mean, I've so far I've managed to. Uh, I was teaching them to do the Bruni when we played Aberdeen. Oh, <laughs> come on, Chris. There's better than that, surely. He enjoyed that. He, he thought he yeah. um, he, he sat and watched the, us win the League Cup final together, and he quite enjoyed that as well. He was That's good. pictures of him with my scarf around him. Um, he, he quite likes joining in with Celtic chants. <laughs> I've been singing Celtic songs to him because he seems to distract make him. Sure, he, make sure he doesn't... Uh, copy you and sing any of the naughty words. Oh no, there's no, 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 there's no add-ons in my singing. That's fine. Good, good. I was worried there. I was going to phone social services there. <laughs> I know it's good. It's, 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 it's actually it's it's good fun sitting watching the, the games on the telly, and we're on the telly that often. It's not as if I, I won't get to do that yeah. much next season. So. Yeah, you'll probably but, still yeah. see every you'll see every game. Yeah, it's just about it, huh? it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's going to be a difficult day on Sunday actually because it's going to be my last game as a season ticket holder for a while so. that's uh, 13 years don't coming cry. to the end don't aye. cry Chris don't, sorry am I I save that for the last one left <laughs> aye. Right, anything else you wanted to mention aye but, uh, 
the Saturday sees Auckland Lake Talbot, the Murrah team, my junior team, they're playing Hilford, 2 o'clock at Beechwood Park. Uh, basically, the decider. It's basically a league decider. And if Talbot win, then that'll be them three in a row in the league. I still got a double. And then, and then a couple of weeks after, 7th of June, at Rugby Park against Mossobra. It'll be on BBC Alba, but it's cool. five past four kickoff. So I chance for a double. Final kickoff time. Yeah. In terms mm. of, it's a strange cool. one. There, there we go. There's something to talk about in that podcast. What five past four kickoff? That, aye, that no, the the that's that fits in in the eighth of June podcast. <laughs> Can talk about the the Talbot final. We we'll just have John on talking to himself. Yeah. Aye. So watch it. You watched it. I remember you watched it the last few times. Talbot been in it. I can't remember last time I watched the Junior Cup final. I think last time I watched the Junior Cup final was on STV. Scottish used to show. I know some folk in the no. forums watch it. No. Right, well, well, thanks for coming on, you two. Greg's still missing in action, but he's going to come back for the, the playoff games. Uh, I sit next to him at work, but I think we're going to have to move seats because things could get nasty if Rangers manage to sneak past Hibs. Next year, you could start a championship podcast together. That's the point, eh? If I was got to beat both of you. If I was to... You both, you what know? we could do is we could name it as uh, the Diddy podcast and then we'll get loads of hits and folk will just be disappointed as <laughs> <a> Diddy football. <laughs> Surely you want to lose this playoff anyway because he's wanting to crack at the, the Petrofac training cup. <sighs> That's been a gone lot, Chris. Like, this journey, right? <laughs> this <laughs> journey's <laughs> over. Hey, it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's ah, what oh, I've had enough of this journey. Just <laughs> just get there already. <laughs> hey, but thanks for coming on and thanks for listening if you did listen to the end. And we'll let, speak let next week. Right, cheers. Yep, cheers. Bye. Bye.